It's Friday night, everybody. You know what that means. It's Friday night. Let's have some fun. Let's get together and play a ton. Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm John. And we're Friday Night Games. And we want to immerse you into our love of the hobby by educating and entertaining you through our board gaming adventures. Our podcast lands every Friday, and we create content for Instagram, Twitter, and sometimes YouTube. This episode is sponsored by TabletopRenaissance.ca, located in our hometown of Windsor, Ontario, Canada. They have launched their web store, so go check out TabletopRenaissance.ca for your board game and tabletop miniature needs. Okay, so Matt, there is... Hi. Hello. There is one game that we just have not tackled yet, and is a game that's been... Wait, wait. What? You tackled a little bit of it. A little bit, but we'll get into that. This game has been on the Board Game Geek hot list since forever. It's wildly loved by a lot of board gamers, but Gloomhaven just seems to not want to make it to not even our table, our our game shelf. So it's not for a lack of interest. I think maybe on my end, perhaps time, space, or the dedicated group of people to play with us. So here to talk today with Matt and I about getting Gloomhaven to our table, who I assume is a subject matter expert and to school us in all things gloomy miss professor meg oak welcome yay hi hello hello if you would like you can let everyone know where to find you yeah i'm professor meg or meg for short (laughs) that's pretty much me everywhere i i think that'll get you to me maybe everywhere but tiktok i think tiktok i couldn't get it there's some teacher that does stuff on there. <laughs> but on Twitter, mostly Instagram, a little bit of YouTube, and used to do Twitch. Maybe I'll come back to it someday, but not so much right now. Awesome. So thank you again for taking time to to chat with us. We appreciate all the content you do on Instagram. I know we've been, I think I've been following oh. you since we started a couple years ago. And, you know, connecting with you has been fun over the past year or so. Yeah. So yeah, we appreciate it. Yeah, I always find your pictures really fun. So mm-hmm. continue doing that. It's great to. Yeah, great. I remember when we first even started talking that you guys, I I consider friends. We've been buddies for a while. It's a nice like little community we have. Power power of social media is is weird like that. Just like and and what I think is cool is that you can find the good the good ones and then connect mm-hmm. with them. And I'm just excited to get to conventions again and start meeting all the people that we've been connecting with over this past couple of years. Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> who knows? We'll see what happens in the coming months. So Right. We're Maybe. still trapped. It's in- going to be crazy. Yeah. Whenever it does happen, it's going to be crazy the first time meeting anyone. It's going to, because you're going to feel so familiar, like you know their face, but yeah. then you're going to see them actually in person <laughs> and it's, I feel like it's going to blow my mind. And then we're all going to be socially awkward because no one's left their house for two years. Yeah. <laughs> is, is there any conventions you're going to or looking forward to going to? Uh, I'm hoping for PAX Unplugged. So I'm still staying tuned, still, you know, a decent way away. So we'll see how I feel about it. But as of right now, we are going. We have a Airbnb booked. Nice. I have until the week before to cancel. So I'm in nice. good shape. <laughs> nice. I think that's the I'm one excited. that we're... That's the one we're hoping to, hoping go, to go to, but yeah. we don't. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Being Canadians, we have no idea yeah. what's up with anything. So we're trapped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hopefully by then, but with it being winter, I'm also worried. So we'll see. Yeah, that's true. We'll see. We'll see. I cross mm-hmm. our fingers. I I think the last big convention I, I was at was actually PAX Unplugged 2019. So and that was a great time, and I would rec- highly recommend that convention. And I definitely want to go back. I was there too. I we we didn't know each other at the time. 
I, no. I wouldn't even know if I'd be able to recognize you back then either. So yeah, nice. I at PAX 2019, I had one person come up to me, and his name is the deck builder on Instagram. I've also I've been friends with him like literally since I started. Nice. And it was a really weird feeling. He came up and said hi, and we didn't even take a picture. And then we like <laughs> left. We messaged each other later, and I was like, I wish I had a picture of us now, but we didn't even think of it. Uh, that's how you know you're small, because like you kind of don't remember those. You know, you don't remember what mm-hmm. things you need to do are, right? Like, at that one, John couldn't go. And he was, like, he was actually talking to people on Instagram and setting up meetings for me. <laughs> and, and I don't have any data, so I, I was just getting these messages through text. And I had, like, no idea where I was supposed to go, who I was supposed to meet. But, That's amazing. Yeah, we figured I Well, I figured it out a little bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, good. Maybe had a med- maybe had a small breakdown, but that's okay. So, so Meg, what... What got you into the board gaming hobby in the first place? So I got into board gaming through card gaming, through TCGs. Okay. I started with Pokemon, which is why I'm Professor Meg. So I started playing. I always loved Pokemon. Like it was in me as a child. And then I didn't really play the card game. I collected and then when I went to go to college, my mom was buying me a bunch of stuff at Target, like, you know, sheets, whatever. And I got a theme deck for Pokemon, and inside it tells you, like, how to find local leagues. And that whole summer before I left for college, I just started playing Pokemon, and it was awesome. That's super (laughs) cool. So I got into that, and then because Pokemon is expensive, I started working at the game store that was local to me. And from that, I got really into board games, and it started... The first couple I played was Arkham Horror 2nd Edition, Talisman, and Ascension. And Ascension, because it's also a card game, it just, it, it sucked me in right away that I loved it. Yeah, Ascension's a really good game. It's nice. also made by someone who was a pro on the magic. Yeah. Justin Gary? Yes, that's him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he's very smart. Yeah, yep. I was at a panel with him. I, I, I saw, I went to his panel at PAX Unplugged 2019. So, nice. And I was very impressed by what what he gave. Mm-hmm. I know you've done content for him, which is really cool too. I've just posted about Ascension. That's still content. There you go. <laughs> I, said, I said hi to him. Once. <laughs> I thought you did like a game. I thought you demoed a game. Didn't you have like some sort of like miniature game coming out too, like Ascension miniature game? Oh, I did, but I only played it. Oh, that was okay. gosh, I'm trying to remember. I think that was like Gen Con Online last year. Yeah, it uh, was. but I I just got to play it. Nice. I think that's when I... Oh, no, actually, now I'm... What was 2020? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? It's but I did play it with someone. Now I think it was on Twitch. I forget what it was for, but yes. And it was really, really fun. Okay, that's cool. Nice. I know, like, Matt and I go back and forth. My my introduction to what board games are now was Dead of Winter. Yes, absolutely. You know, Matt, Matt and I have been friends. Like, we went to kindergarten together. And Aww. after high school, when high school started, we went to different high schools and, you know, we haven't, we didn't really talk for like now 15 years or something. something like that. Yeah. Anyway, he invited, we met up randomly with a friend for his birthday at a comedy show and he's like, Hey, we do games every night. I just moved back home from living in another city and then played dead of winter. I was like, I'm used to playing like Monopoly and, and like Scrabble, Scrabble and stuff. I didn't know mm-hmm. board games were like this, this awesome. I was like, so super excited to tell my wife all about it. And now <laughs> I'm like couple thousand dollars in now, now board we, games on my show. Now we have a now we have a buying problem. Yeah, now we have a buying problem. <laughs> I, I think it's cool, Meg, that you started off with Pokemon. Because I guess I can relate. I started off with 
I guess, I mean, we all, everyone played Monopoly and Sorry and all those things as children, mm-hmm. but, you know, Magic the Gathering for me was my real in, and I was a little bit too old to kind of get into Pokemon. I feel like it was kind of uncool when I was in that, like, you know, I was like a 13-year-old, right? So the, the younger kids were getting into Pokemon, so I never got into it, but I kind of, like, really wanted to. I just never really had anyone to go into that with me, but Magic kind of opened my eyes to, like, what's out there for, like games and stuff right because it's just there's so many variations on what you play so i think that's pretty cool that you got into pokemon first before you got into board games and i think i think it those collectible card games are usually like a way to suck people in and it works (laughs) Mm -hmm. i got you (laughs) (laughs) yeah basically so how did you get it from pokemon into gloomhaven oh my goodness (laughs) i think part of it when i was doing pokemon i was doing that and then i i also started i didn't play a ton of magic but I would also like help work with magic and I, I really enjoyed that. But honestly, I think magic is a better game. I think I think you were better off starting there. Oh really? Um, <laughs> All right. Yeah. Start with the best. <laughs> yeah. I think Pokemon, if they weren't Pokemon, like it's a fine game. There's nothing wrong with it. But I think magic I think is more engaging and a little bit smarter. And, and that's what I like. I like the harder games, um, which would lead us to Gleamhaven. But, you know, I started loving board games and I started loving the story because the first one I played was Arkham Horror and it's co-op and you're playing as investigators and you're trying to stop this ancient one that, you know, woke up. And I loved that we were making stories together. And actually, to rewind just a little bit before I started playing that, when I was getting into Magic, one of my favorite things because I worked at the store, we would get to open up packs like when there was uh, new releases. Oh, my, that would, would be stopped. so exciting. That'd be so exciting. <gasps> it was so fun. Like, yeah. I would have to open like two cases by myself. Oh, it was man. so fun. Stop it. <laughs> so I would hang out with my friends and I would ask them to tell me the lore of magic. So they would tell me about, and I kind of forget now, but like Nico Bolas and how the planeswalkers are planeswalkers and all that stuff. So I think I always love the story of things. And I got really into Critical Role, you know, many years later, and story, and that's why I wanted to play D&D. And D&D is a bit tough because you need to, you know, schedule well, and that's that's the curse of D&D. So Gloomhaven, actually, I hadn't picked it out. My husband picked it out, and he put it on our wedding registry because we registered through Amazon. That is awesome. Well, I want to press pause there. That is awesome. (laughs) I wish my wife would do that. That would never, that would never happen. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> my wife. He, would put, we like... wanted to put we put Catan on as well because oh, we just cute. didn't have a copy, and we were like, "Well, throw this on," and we were like, "Let's get one big one that we've been wanting." So he picked out he picked Gloomhaven, and my uncle's friend got it for us, who's like a seventy year old president of a college, <laughs> has no idea what he's buying me, and he buys me a big box of Gloomhaven. <laughs> That's hilarious. What's this? What's this giant box I have to buy? <laughs> What is this? For for the new couple, I'll buy you gloom. Yeah. Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> haven of gloom. Here is a haven of gloom. Enjoy it. Uh-huh. That's awesome. But then right away I loved it. I love I loved that there is a narrative and that it's continuous. That's that's probably what hooked me the most. The mechanics are great, they're solid. I think I I think I also got so hooked because I picked a really good starting class for me. I picked the brute and I immediately was in love. Where I, I could have picked one but I mean you get to pick, so obviously I picked one more suited toward me. I have no idea about Gloomhaven. Would you get to pick here? You get to pick the class. <laughs> so what classes are there? There's brute. Uh there are six start I think six starting ones. Let's okay. see. There's brute, which is like a fighter. There's Cragheart, which is like also a fighter, but kind of chonkier. There are magic casters. I 
I'm trying to think of the magic caster's name, and I can't right now. My husband was the mind thief, so he was like a in the shadows kind of person, kind of rogue-ish, but like with magic. There is an actual rogue that's a human. Okay, so it's it's kind of has like that D and D type mm-hmm. archetypes, right? Like like a rogue mage who <laughs> would be like what your husband was playing, and then you have like a like a warrior and like a, a tank almost, right? Mm-hmm. So like a paladin. Well, that's cool. Nice. Yeah. So and then so there's the base ones, and I want to say it's six. Now I'm not positive. It's either six or seven. But there's also a bunch that you can unlock. So what you do is when you start, you pick your first one and you get a character card. And the the card that you get is random. And that card is your retirement conditions. And this is a minor spoiler because there's a whole stack of them. But like, for example, one is kill 15 Burmlings. So as soon as you kill 15 of this particular enemy, you retire and your character's done. And if you go back to Gloomhaven, like regardless, you don't have a choice. You just retire. But when you do, you unlock a new class, usually. There's a few other things that can happen, but you almost always unlock a new class. Okay, I would like be in this conversation five minutes and I kind of already want to buy it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you have Jaws of the Lion. I do have Jaws of the Lion. Get through that first. Bad John. Put your credit card down. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) So can you tell us a little bit about the lore of Gloomhaven and maybe what intrigues you the most from that lore? Yeah, I guess to keep it a little spoiler-free... It's almost like a tree branch where there's a lot of different stories of things going on. And that's what leads you kind of to the different bosses. And within it, you're kind of shaping the future of what Gloomhaven is like. So, because I can't really say exactly what the lore is like because you're building it. Okay. So as you make certain choices, certain things will close out on you and certain cards will also get added into the game. That based on every decision that you make when you come to a point that you make decisions you change the game and you change like what the whole world looks like. And even like the characters I was saying, once they retire, they also cause certain things to happen even after their retirement. Things get added to the game where like you get to interact with them again. So it's really fun because there's a lot going on that you can, you kind of have a choice that you are good or bad and that you're either going to lean into helping the forces at work which are usually there are a couple different branches. That's why I don't want, I don't want to. Oh, well, I, gotta, I don't know I, if I, I can I, say too much about the actual lore without. I'm gonna get, uh, I'm gonna press pause here. I've I'm basically so for, for the listeners. I have no. I've never played Gloomhaven. All I know is it's like playing a very complicated game with a lot of rules. So when you say the lore branches, you're saying like there's different paths that you can fulfill, and then the story changes based on the path you fulfill. Is that what you're kind of? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you'll lock yourself out of certain things. Oh, um, so if you choose a path, you lock the other paths. You can't just go. Mm-hmm. If you were to go back, you'd have to play the game over again, type thing. Correct. Yes, you would have to like. Re- I mean, like, here's the thing about Gloomhaven, because some people are very serious about it. Okay. It's a very expensive game. You bought it for yourself. If you beat a scenario and something does happen that you hate, don't check it off and just go play the other scenario and go the other way. Like, you don't have to stay, and, like, I don't know, that's just how I play, that you don't have to stay married to the decisions you make Mm -hmm. if you, you know, just play the other scenario. Don't, like, act like you beat it without doing it. But it's a game. That's how I feel about it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That being said, we never play like that. It's just that when people do complain about certain things, or even sometimes people will say a certain scenario is too hard because you scale the scenario based on how many people you have and what level you're at. And then, like, there's a certain difficulty rating for the monsters. And people will say some things are too hard. And the rules even say, like, you can make it easier and bump it down a a level. So you can just make the monsters a little bit easier. If you've played it four times and you're like, 
screw this game, I'm not gonna play it again. Like, just, if you're playing it, just play it, bump it down. So that's my thought. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but you also carry over XP even if you lose. So you can also, like, work toward getting your character better and then just try to do it again. That's what we usually do. If we can't beat a scenario, we'll just keep going and trying. Okay. All right, so there's a leveling system. All right, that's cool. That's cool. Mm -hmm. I guess there's like, you said there's almost like a quest system too, because you're saying as you complete these like quests for your player, you level, you technically level up to a new class. That's, is that how the mm -hmm. leveling system would be in this game? Am I crazy? So you also like level the particular character. Oh, okay. So your character goes one to nine and each time like different things happen. So, so to explain a little bit more, you get your own deck for each character and you also get a modifier deck and your modifier deck is like the equivalent of a d20. It's what you flip when you go to attack and it, it'll add or subtract. It, it'll do something to your roll, to your, to your attack. I said your role, and that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. So you have a deck of usually 10 cards, but each class is different. Some have more, some have less. And you play two per turn, and your cards have a top and a bottom. And you can only use one top, one bottom. So you have, like, your whole thing to choose from, but you can only pick one from each side. So once you do that, say one is an attack, you have your modifier deck, and you'll flip it, and it'll say, like, plus zero or plus one, plus two, minus one, mm. minus two. But then as you level up, you can take out your minus cards, like minus one, and then add a wound. And when you wound an enemy, they take a damage per turn, even if you don't attack them. So you can start adding better cards to flip, or like you know, some of them heal yourself. They do a whole bunch of different stuff. You can push the enemy with them sometimes. Awesome. And then also when you level up, you get new cards. All right, I see I see, see what I did there, John. I kind of moved out of lore into getting Meg to explain <laughs> me how to play the game. <laughs> <laughs> you, you just didn't notice. Or you, maybe you did notice. And you're like, what are yeah. you doing over there? <laughs> that's all right that's all right it's intriguing i have we're gonna get into it a little bit later but i have played a little bit of jaws of the lion and it's i have I'm a, i know like the first five scenarios in that game introduce you to the rules and like they add a little bit more layers each time you play and i've only been i've only been able to play up to three scenarios so far but yeah it's very it everything you're explaining and like oh yeah that's what jaws of the lion is like so so far for me okay so, so it's basically the same similar yeah, experience similar won't say the same i think there are very few things that are different i'm not positive but i feel like there's a small rule thing that's different and that i can't remember because we we finished jaws of the lion christmas nice 2020 nice. But you can't ever retire a character, so you wouldn't have that happen. Right. And when you retire a character, you also, as a player, get a perk where you get, like, an extra boon for everyone you've retired. So by now, I've retired three characters. When I retire my fourth, I'll get, like, five extra of those modifier boons, like, right away. Nice. So are there any, like, really exciting moments that you've had playing Gloomhaven? Like, what, what made you fall in love with the game? Where it's just like, because I, because when I look at your Instagram and you talk about Gloomhaven, I feel like you're just like in love with this game. If 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 I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. So like, what what makes you feel that way about this game particularly? I think it's a little bittersweet because I think a big part of it was our first two characters, and I think we haven't had as good of chemistry since then, or as good of even role playing. Okay. Hmm. So that honestly was rough once we retired our first characters. It was even really weird to play. And then we got new characters, and since then we've been a little bit better. But I think we really sunk into who we were. I was like a big brute, he was a little mind thief, and we were really good about talking to each other. So in Gloomhaven, like you have those two cards that you play and you pick them, but you're not really supposed to say what you're doing. You're supposed to kind of role play and be like, you know, instead of saying, I'm gonna go at 27 and attack the first enemy to my left and then move four forward, you're supposed to say, 
I'm going to go as quick as I can and just hit the guy in front of me and then I'm gone. And that's how you kind of say, like, I'm going to go and leave without saying it. Okay. Is that, like, is, is that what they tell you to do? They, like, tell you to kind of say that, like, yeah. Rules? yeah. The one thing you're supposed to, you're really not supposed to say what you're, uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're not supposed to say what you're supposed to do? Or... <laughs> yeah, like, you're, I feel like you could even say it a little bit easier. Like, okay. you don't have to, roll, like, say it as clear as I did. But but you're saying that like, as if in, you like, you're it, in but... the role, you're trying to be that character, so you would say it mm-hmm. like that as to, like, role play the character type thing. Yeah, like, your your initiative is, you, out of the two cards, they both have a number on it. Mm-hmm. You usually pick the faster one, but you can pick either one, and that's your initiative. And you're not supposed to say what that is. Oh. So that I know, like, you're not supposed to say it all. But I think even, like, attack damage and stuff like that, I don't think you're supposed to say, like, oh, I'm going to go do this one and then that one. You're more supposed to, like, have a conversation about it as your characters. Hmm. So because of that, like, we had a lot of fun with it. Like, I, his name was Zentrum, and I would call him Zenny, which he, <laughs> both in character and in real life, I don't think really liked. So it was funny because <laughs> he, like, teased him. And, like, he was this little vermling, and I don't know, it was really fun that I would, like, you know, walk by and, like, smack him sometimes and, like, or just be like, oh, I'm leaving you behind. See you later, buddy. <laughs> so we really fell in love with that. Hold and on, hold on. You're, Gloomhaven... you're bullying your husband in this game? This <laughs> 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 is like... It's... Only when I'm the brute. <laughs> not me. <laughs> oh, not the character. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. That, it was Zenny, not, not Yeah, me. yeah, yeah. Totally, totally, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, but I it also creates some great moments where you have those modifier decks and, you know, you'll either miss when you really need to not or there's a different character that I had that I won't say the class because it's a secret. But there was many times where we won battles with her and it was epic and crazy and like we would calculate the damage and it would be insane. And those like really heroic moments that it can create for you are so fun and so rewarding that you're like... I smashed them. Like, I didn't just get us out of here. I obliterated that person. It's really, really fun. You have a sense of, like, man, I am the best character to ever play this game, basically, (laughs) right? And I think that's when any game is fun, when you're like, I'm doing what I'm supposed to. You know, you really feel like you're you're at least doing what the game thinks you should be doing in that moment, and it, it feels really good. How many playthroughs of Gloomhaven have you done? This is still my first one. Okay. So we did all of Jaws of the Lion. Okay. And I grabbed my... <laughs> so a lot of people ask, like, how I track things. You can print out a checklist to track stuff. So I, I grabbed my checklist just to be able to see how far we are. I gotta see this. I'm actually looking at the notes. Do you have it in front of you? <laughs> But I want to say we're about 50 in. Oh, wow. And there's 95 total, but you can't play them all because you lock yourself out of certain choices. Right. Okay, that makes sense then. Wow. Are you, mm-hmm. do you, you don't know how many more you have because you have no idea. No. <laughs> but <laughs> right, my right. husband, oh, he my looked husband it up? like many scenarios ago, told me he was like, hey, just so you know, I think we're like pretty close to the end. Oh. And I was like, what? <laughs> and he was like, like the next like, couple i think it's gonna be pretty close and we've been unlocking a whole bunch of other like side things since then that were nowhere close and i was like you scared me so bad for no reason (laughs) that's what sounds like very interesting because i didn't know that you didn't know how many kind of like where you're at in the game so the fact that you felt you were near the end and then you had unlocked all this other stuff that sounds super cool yeah I mean, it's. I mean, it sounds like to me, it really feels like a D and D campaign where the game is the dungeon master and the game is mm-hmm. not telling you what's going to happen, right? So, yeah. so like for instance, Dan looked up 
where <laughs> I don't know when the game was going to end, and maybe he actually did think it was going to end then, and then you would start unlocking a ton of side quests. I don't know. That sounds that, neat. That's cool. So the thing I'll say too that I think is really interesting about it, mm-hmm. bringing up it being like D and D, I think that's what. I thought at first, too. And I think that is what made me fall in love with it, that with our first two characters, I really felt like that. And since then, losing your characters, being forced into other ones, ones you don't love, maybe, you know, trying to oh. win those quests that you don't really want to do, it really, really showed me. It was it was kind of like a kick in the face to me that I was like, it's not what you think it is. This isn't your game. You're not actually building this. Oh. You're just playing through one of many choices. It was weird to me at first, and then now I I think about the story more, and it's almost like watching a show where it's like, I just want to know now what the actual story is, because I'm not making it. Do you kind of wish that you were making it? Like, is that, what do you think that would be more preferable? Because you said you're so sad to retire those fair (laughs) characters, right? I don't know yet. I think I don't know yet. Okay, okay. You want to to see the ending, and then you want to make that decision. Yeah, because when I got to my third character... When I got to my second character, I was like, I'm not loving this anymore. I I hope we keep playing and I hope we get through it. And then I got to my third character and I really loved her. And that was, it brought me back into the game. So I just, and then once I was her, so here's another like slight spoiler. (laughs) But you put cards into the game when you retire people. And we encountered a card from my brute that we put into the deck. And it was bad. It was really bad. And I was like, I didn't want this. Why would I ever want this to happen to him? This is like a, what's this game? Like a psychological, (laughs) is this a real game? It's Gloomhaven. And it's like, I tell myself that sometimes that it's like, well, what did you expect? It's called Gloomhaven. Of course, it's going to upset you. Yeah, you're right. It's not going to baby you. Uh, I I thought Gloomhaven might have been like a happy town with a bunch of people excited to play. (laughs) Not this game or the site where like obviously someone who has a phd in psychology made it and is trying to mess with your mind (laughs) so so with the game that is it just sounds huge i mean obviously is huge Mm -hmm. is there any tips that you can recommend for people like matt and i who a don't have like a dedicated group to play the game with and or the time to like set it up. Hold on, I gotta play. press pause there. We we have a dedicated group, but we don't have the time. I don't know if they would want to sit and play Gloom, Gloomhaven all the time. I bet you they would. I bet you they would love playing the same game over and over and over because they hate the fact that we bring out a new game every week. Maybe. <laughs> anyway, sorry. So, and the story might hook them. Maybe. That's true. So, so, do you have any tips to like recommend? Because I. Like I said, I try to play Jaws of Lion and I just like, I can't, for me, I feel like I need to leave it set up and I just don't have that space to do that at home because I feel like for me to set it up, it still takes a long time. And then for me to have to like play it and tear it down is what is what's distracting me from, from finishing it. Do you have any tips to like for that or for people like Matt and I who just feel like we don't have the time to get it to the table to make us want to get it to the table? I think it's really tough. I think, I think it is really tough. I think it's one of those things that you can't really change about it. I think there are some things, but it. I agree that like that's why I can't even play it as much as I wish I would. Mm. We can't. We can't really leave it out because it's honestly too big to. We even have a a game table. We have a wormwood coming. When it's coming, I'm not sure. But we have a wormwood coming. <laughs> but our current one is only 36 by 48, and that's too small for it. So it's not really realistic to leave it set up somewhere. Some things that I do is I'll pick out, and this is more for Gloomhaven, but I'll grab the setup stuff. And I guess maybe for Jazzline too, because you need the enemy decks and stuff like that. Mm. But I'll grab it all out ahead of time. So if I know we're going to play like Friday night, I'll do it Thursday night. 
But again, then you need somewhere that you can leave it out and set up, or at least like kind of in piles and a little setup. Okay. I do have an organizer tray. It makes things okay. What I have is a craft organizer from Amazon, and it's kind of like a, a chest with drawers, and the drawers come completely out and they're wooden. So we can just pull them out and put them right on the table, and it's almost like having storage trays right on the table. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and then two of them will fit right on top of the box. So usually we'll also have the box out with all the other stuff in it. And the two will fit right on top of it, and it's it's manageable, but that's also with a, a huge table. The only other thing I'll say is that I know a lot of people like using the an app for it. I'm actually not sure which app it is because I don't use it. People suggest it to me, and I'm like, no, I want to touch the things. <laughs> I want to be that person that, like, I want the homework. That's why I love Gloomhaven. I, this checklist that I have is, like, my thing. Like... My husband knows I, I check off the map, I check off the checklist, I check off the book, I check off the treasure chests, I track everything. So there is an app, I think that would make things a lot easier to not have to set up the monsters. So something like Jaws and Lion, you, there's not a ton you'd have to set up at that point. Right. And then sometimes if you play a different game, you know, if you're playing like a shorter board game and it ends sooner than you think, if you're at a point where you need to level up and pick new cards and stuff like that, try to like add that into a different game night usually like we'll do gloomhaven stuff at the end of the night if we're picking a new character or leveling up or something where you have something that's not really actually playing but still takes time to do but it takes a lot a lot <laughs> it's shorter than D. &D. is it that's so, so just as long yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> me. So that's what's intimidating for me i just think like for me i, I would want to leave like a dedicated space for it mm -hmm. set up so that because i'm playing like i was playing jaws of the lion solo so like if i could just leave that set up somewhere i could just play mm -hmm. it whenever but I, I don't have that that space right now maybe you need the app this that all the kids are talking about i don't know what this app is well jaws of the lion is easy to set up so oh, okay big deal. so it doesn't even matter okay meg look uh, look i have a bunch of questions for you because i don't know anything about gloomhaven i've never played it john will not let me borrow his game for some reason <laughs> <laughs> I think he's afraid of me destroying it. I don't know. Take it. <laughs> so I have some, I want you, I'm going to throw statements at you. This is, this is not court, but I'm going to throw statements at you and just tell me if they're myth or fact, or just tell me why I'm wrong. Cause I'm probably wrong. So this is what we'll do. Okay. Sound good. Okay. All right. Let's see. Maybe. I hope so. Okay. You've agreed to it. So <laughs> I'm sorry about what you just agreed to. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so first one. I'm only going to like Gloomhaven if I like Dungeons and Dragons. Myth or fact? Myth. Okay, why? I'd say if you want more mechanics than D&D, &D, if you're someone who's like, I need more structure. So Gloomhaven has more structure to it than D&D. &D. Yeah. Oh, because because yeah. D&D, the more dungeon rules. master, has the all the... He's the structured one, I guess. Yeah. Like, you can't just say, I'm going to go shoot a flower through that enemy. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I got, I got you. I got you. <laughs> and then the dungeon master gets angry. And then, Can you say that? <laughs> and then I never. That's actually what happened in one of our D and D games. Uh, someone said I want to do. I was dungeon master, and someone's like, I want to burn the house down. And I'm like, why don't you guys just play the game like it's meant to be? <laughs> <laughs> this is why we can't have nice. Things. Exactly. <laughs> uh, oh, and then actually that turned into like a one-hour-long physics discussion about how he could blow up a keg. A beer with a... Anyways, it doesn't matter. <laughs> All right. Second fact. Myth or truth or fact. A game of Gloomhaven is going to take a group of four people a really long time to play. So we'll say one module in Gloomhaven will take four people four hours to play. Myth or truth? 
I want to say myth just to be fresh. Okay. Because if the first three people die pretty early, a brute could tank their way through the end of the scenario. <laughs> Once everyone dies, it's quicker. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Spoiler <laughs> alert. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think Meg's just like, what's the word here? Just, I want to say brutal. She's playing as a brute, just killing everybody, just smashing her way through mm-hmm. the game. Mm-hmm. I, love, I love it. Swinging the axe. Savage. Killing everything. Yeah. Savage. There we go. <laughs> All right, okay. Here's here's the next statement. Myth or fact? The rule book in Gloomhaven is bigger than the rule book in D&D. Myth. 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 There's even less of them. Sorry? Which rule book are you referring to, good sir? <laughs> uh, we'll go with uh, Pathfinder. The PHB? Pathfinder the... 3.5, <laughs> which is a very thick rule book if anyone's ever looked at that one. <laughs> Either way, smaller. Okay. And it's smaller. Why is it smaller? Just be, I guess it's smaller because there's not less pages. Yeah. Oh, okay. Perfect. Not hung, not hard. <laughs> so instead of like two hundred pages, it's one hundred and fifty. Oh, okay. It's fifty-one. Fifty-one. Is it? Is it? A, is oh, it a? It is it a tough read? Like, is it a tough read to go through it, or is it? Yeah. It, it is. <laughs> it's a lot. Okay. It's a lot. It's a lot, and I suggest reading it ahead of time, watching as many videos as you can. At the time, we didn't watch videos because we started in 2018. Wow. But also reread rules. I learned a rule. <laughs> wow. This is something that I'll tell you guys. So in Gloomhaven, if a monster attacks you for like whatever amount of damage. You can discard one of those cards from your hand to completely negate the damage. Oh, nice. nice. Wouldn't that be great to know for like the first 25 scenarios? <laughs> yes. I mean, you're you're pre- you're preaching to the choir here. Like we uh we play everything wrong. I don't think we played a game right. Yeah. So, I mean <laughs> So we were playing Jaws of the Lion, and in Jaws of the Lion, so there's your quest cards for your overall character, but you also get secret cards every scenario. And that secret card for the scenario is supposed to be like your secret goal just just for that. So like an example would be open a door or loot a treasure tile. So it's just things you try to do during that particular encounter, and you'll get perks for it. And in Jaws of the Lion, like halfway through, one of the ones I got was discard a card to negate damage during combat. And I showed it to my husband and I was like, what does this even mean? Like, like use like a shield to stop it or something? I don't understand. And he was like, let's take a look. And we found out about this rule. And there were, so when we started as the brute and the verbling, there were so many scenarios I finished alone because he would die. Because he was squishy and I would tank. And I would just be like, I don't care. And I would get all the treasure tiles and all the loot. And I would just like do things by myself. <laughs> He's just dead. He's just sitting there like sad. <laughs> He's like, I could have been All alive. The treasures this... I could have had. I could have been alive this whole time. <laughs> so I missed a rule for a good two years. Hey, that's okay. <laughs> I mean, we just make up rules sometimes. Yep. We just had enough. <laughs> All right. Well, that was a good answer. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if the rest are going to spark answers like that, but we'll see. All right. Myth or fact? Gloomhaven is the best board game ever made. Oh. Oh, <laughs> oh doing me you, you want to say myth. You want to say myth, don't you? But to be fair, no. <laughs> I'm just not going to answer it. Oh. But to be fair, this is why I don't rank things usually. Okay. People ask me like my top five things and I'll say in no particular order because I think it's a very, and I think it's like a sports thing too where people are like, oh, this team and I like them to rank things and have to have like the best. Like, why can't we all just have nice things and enjoy them? I agree. Why can't we have like like it's one of the best games? I, I see where you're going with this. It's one of the best. I agree. Games. To me, it's the best. Okay. But if 
I would also say Arkham Horror is the best. So right, it's like it's like talking to my animals, and they're all my favorite. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. That's a good. Point. I don't like ranking at all. We're we're Lions fans, so. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're we're Detroit Lions football fans, yeah, so, so we're just used to disappointment. Yeah, so. we we're just like, what's the worst? <laughs> <laughs> what's the worst board the game worst? you ever played? <laughs> the worst. Awesome. No, that's a great answer. Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess another way of looking at it too is that maybe Gloomhaven is one of the best advanced board games you could buy too, right? And it definitely is, but it's it's definitely not for everybody. Yeah. Oh, exactly. I could I could imagine a, a lot of people who would not like playing this game. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay myth or fact once i play gloomhaven i'm gonna be so sad that it ended from our previous conversation that i'm gonna want to go play frosthaven immediately myth. <laughs> why let me know when you finish well, we're... <laughs> let me know you let me know you know what we you know what we should do john i just had this in my mind this came up like a second ago we should we should end our podcast in a couple months and be like we're gonna go play gloomhaven and we'll be back online once we finish the game oh okay that's our out <laughs> yeah that's our out <laughs> and then we'll still go to conventions and stuff and still like meet people like oh we're playing gloomhaven right now yeah that's we're just we're just so busy <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah i think you'll absolutely want to play for Haven, but good luck finishing people will tell me you know do you think there's enough content to play and this and that and i'm like by the time you finish gloomhaven you're gonna be sick of it you're at least gonna want to break because to be fair like i really want to play the arkham horror lcg oh yeah and i i don't know how to do both oh yeah the, the, that that's a time consuming game too yeah you need to like basically take a break well it but, sounds like you've been playing gloomhaven mm-hmm. what you said since 2018 it's three years mm-hmm. and you're not done yet <laughs> and we took a pretty big break for jaws of the lion okay and we also took a, we weren't playing too much like early 2019 because we had a, like a lot of, we had a lot of vacations. We had some weddings to go to. That's fair. But yeah, we, we played all of Jaws of the Line. Are you strictly just playing with your husband? Almost always, oh. especially through the whole pandemic, pretty much. I have a couple, I have one buddy that is kind of close that he'll play sometimes, but not a ton. And then one of my best friends, she, I'm in Massachusetts and she was from Tahoe. So we didn't really get to play too much besides online, but she just moved to, she's from here, went there, and she just moved back. So I'm getting to see her a lot more often too. So, but that's kind of not super often. So on, on that note, does that mean that people could kind of jump in like any time? Yes. Okay. Technically, yes. So technically you can just put people in um, because of that thing where you scale monster difficulty okay. and you can just assign a character to anybody. And then the other thing is, if you also never like your character, you can just drop it and start a new one. So you don't get, like, the perks from retiring one, because you never retired them. But you can just play a different one if you want to. Oh, that's That's kind of cool. So our buddy that does play with us, he, like, added a character in last summer when things were, like, a little bit better during COVID. But he hasn't played with us since then. But he could pop back in at any point, too. And he would level up to, like, there's a thing called prosperity, so he would level up to that level. Nice. That's kind of neat. Yeah. So it's you can throw people in, but the thing about that is you don't want to do it too often, like adding people on game nights. Like you don't want to pick a small amount of people only because then they start that character deck and then that one's taken over. So like we can't play his character because he start like we, we could, but like... Unless the new person keeps coming and you just keep giving them that deck. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Here's the lost and found. You can have this yeah. one. <laughs> Here's the side. Here's the deck that people who only show up occasionally or something. <laughs> Okay, and here's the final myth or fact. If I play Gloomhaven, I will not want to play Jaws of the Lion. Myth. I 
would say myth. Okay. I really enjoyed it. I still really enjoyed it, and I'm happy I played it. You will want to skip the first five scenarios. If you played Gloomhaven. If, you, if you've already played Gloomhaven, if you start with Gloomhaven, if you go to Jaws of the Lion, um, what they say to do to skip it is read all the story parts mm-hmm. so that, like, what's in the book for when you start and when you end. And then they tell you, like, how many XP to give yourself to bring yourself up to that point. But I say skip it because it's we played, like, the first one or two and then we had to look up how to skip to five because i was like it felt like training wheels so i will say that but that being said once we jumped to that part it was challenging it was still really fun the characters are worth it one of them is the hatchet i played as him he was so fun he was if i had to rank my favorites he would be above a few of mine in uh, gloomhaven that's uh, the character i chose to play with nice he's great i really like him so and i think adds a few other fun things where Every character gets a mini, and in Gloomhaven, there's two minis for one in the box, and that's, like, not a spoiler because you can see them, but there's one that gets two, and in Jaws of the Lion, I think all four get a second mini. I'm trying to remember, and I know at least three of them do, but I think all four get, like, a special thing that they gain. So it's, I think it's worth it for, like, the swag. <laughs> and then, to me, there are some, like, winks to you if you've already played Gloomhaven, where, and this is like a small thing, but there's a thing called reputation in Gloomhaven. And depending on your reputation, if you're a good person, certain things will happen to you. But if you're a bad team, like other things could happen to you and they're both good or bad. Because if you run into a bad guy, you want to be bad. So you track your reputation and in Jaws on the Lion, you don't. That's something that just doesn't exist. They just took it out. So there's a card where you run into someone in the streets in Gloomhaven and they're trying to like get you to pay them money to do something for your reputation and the flavor text at the bottom says if reputation was that important you track it yourself <laughs> and I was like I know what that means because you do That's funny. <laughs> yeah so it's it's still things like that made me really smile and I really enjoyed it and there's a certain yeah. character that is in a lot of the beginning of Gloomhaven that ties into Jaws and the Lion so there is a lot that I think is really cool. Nice. Well, thank you. Well, that busted all my myths. I guess they're all myths. They're all myths. They're all myths. <laughs> so speaking of Jaws of the Lion, so like I said, I we picked it up. I've been playing it. Well, I've played three, three, three scenarios solo. And you said going from Gloomhaven to Jaws of the Lion, it felt like training wheels. Does that, do you feel like, you know, the couple scenarios you played really help ease new players in? To the gameplay and rule set from from bit i think so and i think it was even set up better where even the way the rules are set up and the order you read it and the way they're laid out that alone was much better and the way you get your starting decks and it explains to you like they have extra cards between the cards that are like you know wait to move this to level five and then certain things happen so i think i think it was just set up generally much better and then it's also given to you a bit slower that i i think it is more manageable that being said i didn't learn it from the beginning so i don't know but one of the games that i love that has done this is fog of love Mm -hmm. um fog of love the way you start playing it the setup of it it's one of the ones that i'm like this is the best i've seen to teach you a game and jaws the line is kind of like that not exactly as much because there's a lot more to it but i think they kind of give it to you like that where it's like very clear to new players so i highly recommend it for anyone who's interested in any of it 
just for that. I played Fog of Love, and I really liked that introduction game mm-hmm. you play. And I and I played it with my my wife, and I didn't think she would like it because it's it's a game you either like love it or hate it, I mm-hmm. guess. Mm-hmm. But uh, she really liked it, so she liked how it used it. And we haven't played that yet, eh? Well, we actually want to play it on a stream, but oh, I mean, yeah, we don't stream happened. anymore. <laughs> so that'd been entertaining. It's a smart game. I really enjoy yeah. it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Meg, for letting us know all about Gloomhaven. I actually like kind of want to get it. I just know we will never be able to play I, it. I actually kind of want to get it too, but I know we don't have time. <laughs> we don't have time. I feel like this would be kind of like a, it kind of is like a good version of D&D to me because then you don't need a dungeon master. Mm-hmm. You just play the game, right? And thank you guys for letting me ramble about it because I love it. <laughs> thank you for agreeing. One of my favorite things. To doing this with us. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. No, we're, <laughs> we're the Canadian ones here. <laughs> we Sorry. thank you. Uh, I, do, I do have a question. So say Matt and I did end up picking up the game and we make it, so how often do you play Gloomhaven? So we were trying-ish for once a week. Okay. But when we do play, we or we'll try to play like a whole weekend through. And again, like that's really hard, especially now being in, in board game social media because a lot of people, there are a lot of games that are out right now that are like Kickstarters I want to talk about, things like that. Yeah. It is really hard. Jaws of the Lion, we marathoned through Christmas because of COVID that we were alone. And we played from, I want to say, like, 12.30 in the afternoon till 1 a.m. Wow. And that's how, when we beat it. Or I think we got that far, and then we had, like, two scenarios left, and we played it the next two nights. We played one and then one. So, like, we played a ton of it. Nice. But I want to say, now, like, honestly, it's been a little bit since we played. I want to say it's been a couple weeks now, so it's tough. Usually, but I'll look at some of the scenarios and see what we want to do. And if they're ones that are... Because depending on, like, the number of them, if it's after, like, the 50s, it's definitely, like, a extra unlocked one. So I'll look at them and grab out the layout tiles for, like, a couple. So it's, like, if I can, I can plan to play three scenarios in one night. So that's usually what we try to do. Like, if we play on a Friday, we'll play from, like, 5 o'clock to 1 or 2 a.m. That's fair. I'm just wondering, like, if we get it, can we do what we were doing and, like, have a dedicated night where we just play Gloomhaven instead of you know, D&D or whatever. Well, I feel like me and you could do that, yeah. right? I don't know about the rest of them. They already have their D&D night going on that we opted out of a long time ago. Well, let's start with Jaws and Lion. Let's just get it done. <laughs> You're so and good the thing home. is, another thing, <laughs> maybe you guys don't need an easier difficulty, but if you have a shorter amount of time, you can bump down that monster level. So if you guys do want to play it to know it, to make it a bit shorter for you, you can make the monsters a little bit easier and you'll get through it faster. Sounds like my type of game. (laughs) You definitely could. I mean, honestly, you could make it, if you made monsters like two levels easier, which is like really easy. Okay. Don't tell anyone if you make it. Okay. We can't. (laughs) Listeners, don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. Secret. Yeah. Secretly do minus two. And it'll go a lot quicker. I would only do minus one. Nice. Awesome. Well, thank you, Meg, so much for joining us. It's been too long in the making. I know we've been chatting about it for a while. So we appreciate you coming on, taking time out of your day. Talk to us. Definitely. Feel free to have me back anytime. Awesome. We will. Okay. So next week we're talking about... <laughs> Me- Megan. Uh... <laughs> Fog of love. Yeah. Meg is the new co-host. So. Yeah. Yeah. We're gone. Actually, this is Meg's show. There we go. <laughs> awesome. Do you want to plug your socials again and then we'll go from there yeah i would say mostly check me out on instagram i'm professor meg on instagram check out my reels they're fun you have to do more of that in the house board ones again i haven't done it it's so that audio is in um the audio might be on instagram now but i i stopped because i stopped tiktok fair 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 
makes sense. They were funny. Yeah. They got me through some, some days. COVID. COVID days. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm no longer stuck in the house, at least all the That's time. True. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> all right. If you like what you hear, don't forget to follow us on your favorite streaming platform or give us a review on Apple Podcasts. You can check us out on Instagram at Friday Night Games underscore official, Twitter at Friday Night GMS, TikTok at Friday Night Games, and of course our website, Friday Night Games. Again, I'm John. And I'm Matt. It's Friday night. Let's have some fun.